Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 971 FM Talk Podcast. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute. We'll always recognize when we see old glory flying. There's a lot of men dead. So we can sleep in peace at night when we lay down our heads. Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Fourth of July weekend, and you know, an update on Toby Keith uh, that just kind of hit me broadside was that uh, about a year ago, he was diagnosed with stomach cancer. Oh. Now, in my history of, of you know, working in country music, I mean, when he first came on, he was the pretty boy. He had flowing blonde hair. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, him. yeah. And then, he, and, then uh, and I've been mistaken for Toby Keith many times, actually, when I had really? my mullet. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... Uh, and then, and then he turned bad boy just overnight. Yeah, and, you turn know, heel Toby's turn. A, Toby's a big dude, you know. And uh, and I saw a picture of him, and I, I my jaw hit the floor. I was I could not believe how uh, how this uh, disease has affected him. He's on chemo, and I just saw a report the other day, just another you know little update that uh, Toby plans, if all goes well, to tour by the end of the year. So uh, want, prayers want with to Toby Keith that. and his family. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, this segment is brought to you proudly by Razorback Armory. They are in De Pair on Manchester Road, just a half mile east of 270. A great shop to go into as Razorback Armory continues to arm America. And they've got silencers and a great uh, sale on Sig Sours right now. Check them out, RazorbackArmory.com. All right, so uh, are you uh, getting ready for the 4th of July weekend? Are you going to do something fantastic yeah well i wouldn't go that far but, but probably <laughs> i mean hot. i know we got a guest coming up a little later talking about fireworks and he runs a fireworks 10 and we'll give you some maybe some uh, inside baseball on uh, how that all op- how that works and, and what's available and all that good stuff um yeah. make your we're own not, pew pew we're not since you know i don't my son is 25 now that doesn't live at the home anymore i mean we're not real big fireworks type people usually we try to go watch a display uh, there, the city of Ellisville puts one on every year, and right, there's right. a hill not far from my house where uh, people tend to gather, and you can see it from a distance without getting stuck in the traffic. So I'm that grumpy old guy who doesn't like to get stuck in the traffic anymore. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, sometimes you don't even have to get to the spot to see it because they're so big, um, you know. But you really, you, you know, especially as dry as it's been, uh, it, it's so dangerous right now. I'm sure the fire departments are all on alert uh, because anything can spark. 
uh, something that is, it could be horrible. So just be careful. I don't mean to be, you know, like the old fuddy duddy guy, like you're just talking about. But, uh, the other thing is, is your animals, man, my, my dog Fletch, I come home one year and, and it was 4th of July and fireworks were going off in the neighborhood. I couldn't find him anywhere. He was in the bathtub. He was oh. in the bathtub hiding. Hmm. So just look out for your animals. There are a uh, lot of them. A lot of them uh, that, you know, are like that. My, my daughter's dog has a, um, thunder vest that they put on when there's a thunderstorm so you can imagine what the fourth of july is like for this dog Ugh. she's freaked out by those loud noises well and the other thing too is people uh often will uh go to their firearms I mean, you can and 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 that's almost a game you can play is that a firework or is that a firearm oh, no. you know because people do that when you, you, you that's dumb Waste of ammo. <laughs> well, it's a waste yeah. of ammo, and what goes up is going to come down somewhere. It's just, it's just stupid to fire a gun into the air. I've had that problem for years in the city of St. Louis, I know, for sure. But it's not isolated, obviously, to the city of St. Louis. Right. And But isn't that uh, the advice of your president? <laughs> Take this double-barrel shotgun and aim it out the window and fire two blasts outside, I think, is how that bite goes. I think Would so. <laughs> I told Jill, take that double barrel shotgun. Yeah, ba- bad advice uh, to shoot your gun out the window, particularly to empty both barrels, because what are you going to do if there's still a bad guy around? Exactly. I know, exactly. right? That's a problem. Uh, I, so, you know, speaking of guns, since we've kind of eased into that, did you see what's happening here in the... in the? Um, I Usually you think about this as being a St. Louis issue. Obviously, crime is a problem. The, the, the politicians in the st louis city and kansas city would like to be able to override state law when it comes to gun laws right so they're going to start and then they've they've introduced language this week for an initiative petition that would eventually if they gain enough signatures get on the ballot for november of 2024 and people would then vote to allow the city of st louis and the city of kansas city to make gun rules that are more restrictive than what the state has. They currently cannot do that. But the catch here is if you think for a moment that they're not after your AR-15 and AK-47 because you don't live in the city of Kansas City or St. Louis, you're wrong. Because this initiative petition would allow them, one version of it would allow them to do it in any city as long as it was voted on. Uh, The other version of it would allow it in St. Louis St. Louis County, Kansas City, and the county that surrounds Kansas City. So people who live in St. Louis County who think, who realize there's not really a gun problem in St. Louis County, it's in the city. Well, guess what? St. Louis County would also, with with uh, Sam Page and, and the progressives that run St. Louis County, they could also impose tighter gun restrictions on you. Uh, tighter than whatever the state legislature had approved. So people need to keep this on their radar. They're going to be they're going to trying to get the language approved now and then they're going to go out and start trying to collect signatures on this. If you give them an inch, they're going to think they're the ruler and and it's just uh, chipping away. So you really do have to be careful of this. How about how about Mark? How about this for a, a genius idea? How about enforce the gun laws that we have? How about that for an idea? <laughs> well, you know, there you go thinking again, Bo Matthews. That's the problem. <laughs> and, and, here, yeah, and and again, th- this is all an attempt to circumvent your First Amendment rights. They got all kinds of problems in the city, yet they ran an op-ed in the New York Times this week written by the St. Louis Post-Dispatch editor uh, of the editorial page about how St. Louis is a, has, has bad crime and it's the problem of conservative politicians. Like, in other Ooh. words, 
it's the gun that's causing the crime problem in the city of St. Louis, not the criminals that they consistently breed through bad policy. Right. I mean, a a Republican hasn't been elected in the city of St. Louis in my lifetime that I'm aware of. I mean, I don't know when the last time a a Republican was was uh, mayor in the city of St. Louis or controlled the board of aldermen. And yet they want to blame the politicians in Jefferson City for their crime problem. Right. Right. And uh, in the story that I saw in uh, STL today, uh, Richard Rosenfeld, a criminologist at the University of Missouri, St. Louis, And one of the group's organizers said in an interview that the committee has decided to go ahead with its statewide petition effort unless polling suggests no possibility of passage. Um, So you're getting it at the at the uh, university level as well, which a lot of them do, you know, lean left. I mean, just, you know, plain and simple, just like the leadership of these cities. (laughs) But it's going to bleed over. You know, they're already talking about it going into St. Louis County. Absolutely. it's not good. Yeah, not one good. one version of it, there are three of them, one version of it would allow, if it passed, any county or municipality in the entire state could vote to make its local gun laws tighter than whatever the statewide gun laws are. And right. uh, it's just, this is the the people to blame here are, are any politician you know that did not vote to support initiative petition reform in the last session. They could have ended all this nonsense by raising the threshold to 60% to, to get... Uh, this, these, uh, the signatures. It would have raised that that requirement, and it would have raised the vote requirement to to get one of these in. So I don't know. Right, right. Uh, yeah, we need we need to keep our eye on it. And we will, and that's why we have this show, Second Amendment Radio, in the great outdoors. We are going to move on to the great outdoors. Fourth of July weekend. People are buying fireworks, uh, and, and maybe by the hundreds of dollars or thousands of dollars. Well, uh, Paul's Fireworks is a big supporter of the Big Dogs Poker Bash each year, and uh, and so we're going to talk to him and find out how the sausage is made. I want to find out what they've got this year uh, because I just want to know what my neighbor is going to be blowing their money it's, on. It's going to be Literally. a lot of fun. Plus, we're going to talk about some fantastic fishing in a spot you may never have heard about from a good friend of mine who's going to call into the show a little later. You're listening to Second Amendment Radio in the great outdoors. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Come on, y'all. Holding a tent revival, hit a run in a fire. 
Second Amendment Radio and the great outdoors. And with 4th of July right here, well, we uh, wanted to talk to one of the gazillion fireworks uh, guys. I have a personal friend in this business. So I wanted to talk to him. I wanted to ask how the sausage was made, basically, about fireworks. Because you see them everywhere. You buy one, you get 94 free or whatever the signs are. Uh, Check pricing. You know, uh, there's advertising to, to lure you in. But a great American is also a sponsor of my big dog's poker bash uh, each year. Uh, he's a he's a great guy. His family very famous in the Jefferson County area. Paul Boniker of Paul's Fireworks on W is on the line. He's he's a hardworking dump truck driver, but he does every year get into the fireworks business. Paul, welcome to Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, sir. How are you? Uh, fantastic. Thank you for having me. How long have you been doing the fireworks biz? Uh, this is my 12th season. Wow, that's awesome. And uh, you got it seems like you have to know somebody to get into that business. Uh, and, and who got you into it? Uh, a buddy of mine that uh, is down in Murphy, uh, Terry Burno, Burno's Fireworks. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Paul Mark Cox here. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I'm fascinated. Obviously, the tents pop up all over the place. Uh, a week or two out from the from the Fourth of July every year. Um, what, what, tell us where your location is. You're down there on W, right? Is that what uh, Bo said? Yes, I'm on Highway W, about a mile <clears throat> a mile out of uh, House Springs, yeah. and about five about five miles out of Eureka. Wow. So so tell us a little a little inside baseball as as Bo was saying there. How how do you um I know for a while there the supply chains were a problem for people in the Ooh, fireworks industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what's it like these days and and how do you prepare? How do you how do you know how much to order and what to order? Well, <laughs> that is a tricky question because every year <laughs> it is different. We uh you know, we'll we'll take in you know, say one year we'll sell uh, a whole lot of uh, bottle rockets, and we'll sell out. Well, ne- the next year we buy double, and and then the following year we we don't we sell half of what we sold the year before. So, you know, it's 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 crazy. There's no there's no rhyme or reason how you know people do it. You know, and. Uh, but it's it's exciting because I enjoy uh, taking and just meeting people and and talking to them and you know find out what they do and you know how they do it. Just getting to know people—that's what it is. And I bet you have a lot of return customers. Again, thanks for supporting the Big Dogs Poker Bash. I'm sure you'll see that gift certificate come back to you that was uh, sold at the silent auction. But uh, Mark, I have to tell you, Paul ramped up his attention-getting skills when he bought a, a retired fire truck. And so he proudly displays the American flag on that, uh, that ladder. Uh, how long ago did you get that thing, Paul? This is my second year with the fire truck. So and yeah, you have, uh, people uh, coming by uh, for photo ops. Oh yeah. It's, it's crazy. Uh, you know, and, and you, you, you really find out who the firemen are in the, in the area. <laughs> they all, they all come by to, to look at it and, and they look at it and go, oh, wait a minute, especially the young guys. Wait a minute. I, I don't know how to run this. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have all that new technology. So, so, so yeah, I, I've got a 100-foot, 102-foot uh, ladder fire truck, and I've got it up about 95 foot in the air with a, with a um, 
I believe it's an eight by 16 American flag. Paul, t- talk to me about how things have changed over the years. You know, I remember growing up as a kid, um, you know, everybody wanted M80, these M80s. And people where I grew up used to blow up mailboxes with them and, I mean, all kinds of crazy stuff. <laughs> um, the, the, my impression of fireworks is that they have decreased in power over the years. Is that, I mean, if, for smaller ones, is that true or not? Oh, yes, sir. They're, uh, they're you know, I mean, the the federal government has has uh, really reduced you take a bottle rocket for example a bottle rocket is maybe half the size of what it was you know 40 years ago yeah. even 20 years ago so yeah there's and you know people come in and go oh, yeah, yeah you, you're getting m80s <laughs> well i got an m80 but it's you know it's uh, probably a third of what it was you know you know especially when somebody comes in my age, I'm I'm uh, 22, you know, but uh, <laughs> I'm 66 years old, you know, and people come in and they, you know, my age, and they go, oh, you got any M80s? Yeah, I do, but, you know, they're nothing like what we used to have. <laughs> That's so. right. Uh, you know, it, before we got on the call this morning, I started reminiscing about fireworks, uh, you know, ec- uh, adventures, let's call them, when I was a kid. Uh, my cousins would make me run across the backyard back and forth and they would shoot bottle rockets at me to try and hit me. And they did. And, uh, and, uh, lady, do you remember lady fingers? They were like really teeny sure. tiny. Yeah. And do, do you yeah. still sell those or no? No, I, I do not have those. Uh, uh, I, I, I'm sure that there's something out there that resembles it, but, uh, I do not carry them. So okay. I, I've so, all, I've got a small tent, so I I can't carry everything, you know. Yeah. So so I'm not asking so you the, to, to give up any trade secrets or anything, but wh- wh- where do you source most of your fireworks? Are, are, because I know there for a while, a lot of these came from China, I believe, and uh, with the boats moving slow and all that stuff, a couple years ago, it was there was a real supply chain issue. Well, there, as far as I know. There are no manufacturers in the United States for the fireworks that we are allowed to sell. Okay. Everything comes from China. And last year, well, the last two years, we got about 75% of what we ordered. This year, it, it all came through, and our prices are reduced. Uh, shipping came mm. down. So we uh, are putting our uh, savings to the customer, we, you know, like our, our, uh, our 500 gram big shot ones, uh, they're on an average of, uh, $10 cheaper. So now if you can give any tips to anybody, cause not everybody's going to come by your, your tent and it's a competitive business cause they're everywhere. Uh, what are some tips? I mean, is the buy one, get 20 free? Is that, is that a scam or, or, or what is that? Or what should we look for, for the best deals? Well, every, everybody, I don't, I don't go to other, other stands because I, uh, you know, I, 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 I went into this business 12 years ago to save, uh, the people money and, uh, you know, this buy one, get four free, um, one year they did it, uh, uh, with uh, a package of six, a, a small little zipper that, um, it came in a package of six, 
it was buy one, get five free that year, and it was $1.50 for that pack. Well, today I sell, I sell that same pack of six for $0.75. Cents. Oh, wow. Okay, and okay. Now, are, you got a lot of people that – uh, go ahead. Sorry. There, there are, I mean, it's like we have uh, Morning Glory big 36-inch uh, sparklers. You know, people come in and tell us that, that they've been in tents where they're, you know, $7.50. Ours are $2.50 a pack. Wow. So, well, at your stand, uh, it's different because you don't have carnival workers working for you. You actually uh, know exactly <laughs> what you're selling. So, so nothing true. against we, carnival workers. We, <laughs> We, we have seen, we have seen, well, that's what we pride ourselves in also. We have seen every, everything that's in our tent. We have seen it shot off. We have timed it. We have taken notes. We, if somebody comes in and asks us what to do, and we also have a television with a scanner that, you know, if they want to see exactly what it does, of course, it doesn't give you a full, full, you know, effect of everything because it's so far away, but. You know, right. people come in and people come in and they go, well, "What does this do?" And I tell them, and they're going, "Holy cow!" We were at the tent down below, and they said, "Well, uh, it, it shoots flaming balls." <laughs> yeah. Well, every 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 piece of paper on those fireworks says, "If it goes up in the air and it has reports, says shooting flaming balls." So. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, Paul, we're talking to Paul Boniker of Paul's uh, Fireworks in, uh, down at Highway W near House Springs. And, you know, I, 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 I see the tent. I was in St. Charles County the other day, and I saw the tents all over the place because they, they sell them all over there out there as well. Oh, yeah. And, and then I get, I get back and I see a, uh article. Uh, in fact, I think, it was on, I think it was on a Facebook feed. Somebody had posted it from the city of Maryland Heights warning people that all fireworks are illegal there, and if you get caught, it's like a $1,000 fine. So Whoa. you really have to be careful, I guess, if they're enforcing it, because not all agencies do, but you have to be, really know your, your municipality and what the rules are, right? That is correct. I mean, Jefferson County, uh, you know, Franklin County, St. Charles County, they allow fireworks, but St. Louis County and the city of St. Louis they do not, you know, it is it is actually against the law to uh, set off fireworks. Now, usually they'll give you a, a pass on the 4th of July, you know, but, uh, you know, again, I'm not promoting anything or doing anything illegally. So Yeah, of course. Of course, <laughs> of course not. You know, I, t- I tell you, Paul, I, I, we have some good friends that live down in uh, Chesterfield, and they, they, had a, they had a big house, and they had a big, uh, big, big backyard. And I would venture to guess they would spend a couple grand, and they would put on a fireworks show in their backyard that was the, the equivalent of probably what some small cities do. And th- we never heard from the police. So, so clearly there are... Uh, there will, with a wink and a nod, some of them have decided to enforce it, and the some have The police haven't. only come if they get a call. If they get right. a complaint, probably, uh-huh. I would guess. That's yeah. why you right. invite well, your yeah, neighbors. That's, that's probably it. Yeah, just invite those neighbors over for the party, and then Thank you'll be you. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, that's right. Hey, Paul, <laughs> in, the, in, in the 12 years that you've been selling fireworks, do you have a guy named Stumpy that comes by uh, missing a couple <laughs> of fingers or anything? <laughs> well, no, but... Uh, you know, I have I have five fingers missing, and they tell me that uh, 
the best uh, best fireworks come from the uh, man with less fingers. So, <laughs> <laughs> ain't that the truth? Uh, all right. Well, do you have, do you have a website that people can look up, or just Facebook? I guess is what you're on. No, I, I don't. I have never set up anything like that. I, I I'm not a computer person, so I apologize. I do not do not that. I kind of mainly a word of mouth type situation is what i'm hoping for so well i boosted one of your uh, posts for uh, for facebook so hopefully people come and find you if you're looking for somebody that's really experienced really knows what they're selling and he can sell you oh we were talking last night on the phone how many how many uh continuous uh firecrackers can you buy these days because i had a buddy that used to buy ten thousand every year and he'd just light it once and boom off goes the show what do you got out there at the tent yeah, well, I have uh, I have a, the, the largest roll I have is four thousand firecrackers per roll, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you can light the end and you know make a mess or put it in a trash can and then collect the mess in there. But they say it's about a ten minute show to to listen to that. So okay, and right. then we also have have some small. It's small and and you know for. A dollar fifty. We have what we call a crazy crack up. It's a little bitty fountain, and it lasts three or four minutes. It's it's been Ooh. a really good seller. So, well, Paul, uh, happy Fourth of July to you, and uh, good luck with the rest of uh, rest as, as sales go. Now, is it always a situation where, like the day after, like on the fifth, everything's going to be half off? Ah, uh, well, that's what everybody hopes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I. I do not uh, discount my prices because I feel that I already am 50% off. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I do not discount my prices because I, 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 I actually buy my firecrackers. 90, 90% of those other tents, those people that are working there have nothing, nothing invested. I get it. If they give them away, exactly. that's. You know, so well, Paul. Uh, thank you for uh, giving us some time today down on the Highway W near uh, House Springs. Paul's Fireworks. We appreciate you, my friend. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. You know, everybody knows it's been really dry, so just be really oh, careful yes, yes. when you're blowing hopefully things we'll off because we don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to yeah, overwork we'll the get firefighters some rain out this there. weekend. Yeah. So. Let's hope so. I hope so. All right. Safe to you, brother. Thank you. Happy 4th. All right. All right we've got more. All right. Same to you guys. We've got more of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors coming up right here. Stay, stay right there. I'm going to go fishing or jump in the lake. Welcome back. It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Fishing is something I have uh, not gotten to do so far uh, this year. Bo, how about you? You been doing any fishing in your pond out no, there? No, I have not. No, no. no but big, and and it's, it should be a crime because your uh, nickname is Big Fish. So well, I know. Right. I know. I'm, I'm feeling kind of guilty about it. However, when, uh, when we go to uh, Montana to Glacier National Park, I am taking my waders and my fly fishing rod, and oh, wow. I'm going to I'm going to wet a line. I may not catch anything, but I'm going to try. I'm going on my Are Canadian you? trip on the 21st of this month. Happy July! Nice, very nice. And uh, Mark, do you tie your own ties or your own flies? I mean, <laughs> uh, no, 
I do not. We oh, have a party okay. the night before we leave. I tie them onto my line, but I don't uh, make my own flies, if that's what you're asking. Gotcha. No. Boy, that's specific, isn't we it? Do. That's oh, like yeah. a reloading. I, I help. Do you? By handing the cutters to the people oh, that are I actually see. Yeah, doing that are it. actually making them. Yeah, I get that. Well, I'm always <laughs> impressed when I see pictures of people coming back from uh, trips where they've caught some big fish. My friend Darren Crook joining us right now. Uh, he he also happens to own uh, Rhino Shield here in the greater St. Louis area, and I've known him for many, many years. In fact, our wives went to high school together. That's how far back we go. Darren, great to get you on here. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I'm doing fine, brother. It's it's good to good to get you on the radio and. Um, you know, you send me, you tell me, tell me, I'm getting ready to go on that fishing trip with my dad again, and I knew before long I'd get some uh, some pictures in my text uh, box with these big, uh, huge fish, northern pike and stuff. I guess you're catching up there. Tell people about the trip. You go to the same place every year. I do. We've been going to the same fly-in lodge on Rowan Lake. It's uh, northwest Ontario. We're crawling up on 30 years now without missing very wow. many years. Well, and, uh, yeah, it is a slice of heaven. Uh, world-class muskies, um, big pike, lots of smallmouth, big lake trout because it's deep. It has areas that are 150 foot deep. Um, yeah, this last trip we caught seven muskies. Three of them were four foot long. <laughs> we caught about We caught about 300 bass in six days. Uh, about a dozen were went five pounds, and those were smallmouth. We caught five or six pike that went over uh, 40 inches, and then uh, three or four lake trout that went over three feet. So, yeah, it is it is the best place in the world. I love my time there. I'll bet you do. There. You Some of the pictures, Bo, I shared a couple of those pictures with you. Incredible, incredible. <laughs> I know. Darren, it's so impressive because more importantly, the fishing is fantastic, but you said you've been doing this 30 years with your dad. This is this is memories that will last forever, isn't it? It is. Um, my dad will be 81 on Halloween, and he's in awesome shape, uh, super grateful and blessed. Um, you know, so the ability for him to sit in a boat and fish hard like we always have since the year we went uh is just excellent well was it was it his idea originally who who set this up uh, to begin with oh yeah that's a great question um in the early 90s him and my mom went to a different place and um on the float plane ride on the way back they stopped at this place and they picked up bob trumpy and uh, to go back to where the base was for the float plane. And, uh, you know, Bob Trumpy, longtime sports announcer guy, he said, that, he goes, I've been coming here for, you know, 30 years at that point with his boy. He was like, the, the, the people are great. The food's great. The fishing is incredible. And so the next year he booked a trip there with his brother and my uncle and then the next year, my, after they got back, he told my dad, you need to take your boy here. And wow. we've been going ever since. So I, maybe you don't want to give up your secret fishing place, but uh, what what's the name of this place? Um, it's called Alexander's on Rowan Lake. Okay. Uh, it's, it's pretty much a 20-minute float plane ride from Nestor Falls, which is about a 75, 80-minute drive from International Falls. 
Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. you're way up in there. That, that's not the Boundary Waters Canoe area, though, correct? No, it's, um, like I said, it's about 80-minute 80, 80 drive to get in a float plane to fly for, like, 15 or 20 minutes. Just it's a little south so cool. of Dryden. It's kind of east of Lake of the Woods. Wow. For the people in the gotcha. know. Yep. Yeah, I grew I grew up in Minnesota, so uh, we we made it to Duluth and Cloquet uh, a lot towards the northern uh, portion. I I, li- I grew up in the southern portion of Minnesota, but just beautiful country up there. And Boundary Waters Canoe Area, I mean, that's where you you know no motors at all. I mean, you got to you got to uh, canoe right. in or or paddle in. Uh, Darren, uh, uh, just random question. Uh, and my dad's uh, getting on eighty as well. What was your dad's career? Uh, was he also in the business you're in, in like in Rhino Shield or any kind of siding? No, he was uh, an insurance broker and uh, for his whole career, he dealt with a lot of like uh, big coal mines. He did a lot of big oh, wow. commercial. Gotcha. He okay. had to retire. It was a random question. Twice. Well, it, yep. it it makes me sad that I didn't do something like that with my dad for all those years. When we went fishing, did a lot of fishing in Lake Erie and stuff like that. Only went to Canada once, and I wish we'd done it a lot more than that. So, Darren, for people that like me who've never gone to one of these fly-in lodge situations, obviously— Not yet. Not yet, but obviously how <laughs> I'm going to take—I may go a trip, plan a trip with my son, actually. But—, but um, Obviously, if you're catching bass and you're catching northern and you're catching trout, you have to fish differently for all of those. Do you do you go out in the morning and fish for one? Come back, have lunch, go out in the afternoon, fish for others. I mean, what d- describe how that works at one of these lodges? So the place that we go to, um, we're on the American plan. We have a cabin that has our own bathroom, uh, no air conditioning, but it does have heat if it gets cold. Um, they feed us breakfast at seven. We're usually on the water by 8. Um, depending on what the reports are, we'll usually try to troll for some trout in the morning, and that opens up the ability to be catching almost anything. Yeah. Um, then then um, if it's musky season, we'll usually troll for muskies. When we hit a spot that looks good, then we start fishing for pike, and then we catch bass at the same time. Wow. Uh, they pack us a lunch, so we don't come in for that. Uh, sandwiches, and uh, we take big jugs of water, and then uh, we usually come in around 5 to have a cocktail. They feed us dinner at 6. And the time of year that we go in June, uh, it's if it's clear out, you can fish till 10. Wow. <laughs> so then it's just rinse and repeat in the evening. And That's because we've been going there so long, the, the nature of the muskies are they're kind of like dogs. They, they're very territorial. So when you catch one, you can go back the next year and know that that one is a little bit bigger and probably <laughs> in the same area. So it's all catch and release? Yeah, for us. Okay. Um, because we fly, we fly to get there. Um. Yeah, it's just a, a sport thing for us. Uh, we may have a couple shore lunches during the week, depending on the weather. But uh, yeah, we don't bring anything back, and that kind of mesmerizes people. They're like, "Oh yeah, how do you bring it back?" We're like, "We don't." And they're like, "What?" <laughs> I was just <laughs> wondering long why long. why I'd never been invited over for a fish fry. Now now I get it. <laughs> That's it. Yep. <laughs> 
Uh, and uh, so I'm trying to picture this place you're flying into. Uh, about how many people stay at the place, and and do, have you have you brought your kids along or other family members along uh, to continue this tradition? Um, so my youngest is 17, and uh, he's finally getting to the point where I think he can handle sitting in a boat all day long <laughs> for six or seven days. So yeah. that's right around the corner. Um, my daughter was never really interested in much in fishing but uh max i would say 30 people okay. i've been there wow. with just me and my dad for a day or two um there's it's really light pressure they tell me that most of the pressure comes in the winter when people can snowbill snow ride snowmobiles in no kidding huh, huh. yeah it's and it is world-class muskies i the biggest muskie i ever caught was 56 inches I've caught probably 20 over 50 um, and a ton of four-footers, all, you know, two to two to almost five feet long, weighing anywhere from 40 to 50 pounds. Now, have you, have you done big, have you done big fish uh, fishing uh, like in the Gulf of Mexico? And if so, how does it compare? Um, I've done some off offshore fishing in different locations on vacations, uh, like in Hawaii and Mexico and Florida and South Carolina. Um, That, that to me is just more hit or miss, more random. You're at the mercy of your guide. We don't, we don't use guides because we know what we're doing. We know where we're going. Um, That's why. What about the actual fight? Yeah. What about the actual fight Um, with the fish? Yeah, it's definitely comparable. Wow. You know, if you're, <laughs> if you're catching a, a Marlin, they're going to win that race. But no, the, the big, the biggest one I ever caught was they have about a handful of bag of tricks that they use to get off. And once you learn what those are, that helps you to get them in the boat to get a picture. But yeah, they, they like to uh, run straight to the boat with the lure. So you don't have much uh, tension when they get sure. there, they like to roll and then take off so they can maybe get the the mono up. Because they use a 100-pound uh, mono leader on 17-pound test. And if they can get that around underneath their gills, they can snap that line. Ah. Um, Whoa. They'll also, they'll also, as soon as they eat your bait, they'll jump straight out of the water with their huge heads and just blow it out. Or their mouth and laugh wow. at you when they go back in. <laughs> I bet <laughs> they're very, they're very, very smart, and they've been caught over the years. They tell me that um, you know a fifty-inch muskie is about twenty years old. Wow. Well, it sounds like they're managing it right. I mean, it keeps people coming back. The sport, the sport is good, right? The sport aspect of it. That, that's oh yeah, the, great. Yeah, the ecosystem, the food system is phenomenal. The bait fish, all that is. You can see on on good clear days, you can see about ten foot into the water. So that makes it really cool when you pull up on a spot and it just looks like an aquarium, and you can actually sight fish if it's sunny out. Yeah, because you can see them sitting over there. You know, you hit the weed beds, you hit the rock piles, it's all anything with real good structure, you're going to find the fish. That sounds fantastic. So it's called Alexander's on uh, Rowan Lake, and uh, that's that's yeah. uh, in Ottawa. You said? No, it's in Northwest uh, on, Ontario. Ontario. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um, I've I'm, I'm got to check that out for sure. So, Darren, you just got back, right? 
I did. I've been back a couple weeks now. Yeah, that's fantastic. So I, I have to mention, just quick plug here for, for Rhino Shield. Uh, this is your busy season for that too, right? It is. Yeah, we're we're super blessed. we got a lot of long-term crews, nobody less than 10 years, and business has been excellent. Everybody's taking advantage of uh, setting up their curb appeal and now, it doesn't look like much people are moving around or want to take care of their investment they're in, and we we thank you for your contributions. Oh, you kidding me, man? I, I love it. I've been a, I've been a client for six, fifteen or sixteen years now, uh, Bo. I've got it on my house, yeah. and so it was Great just product. a natural when when Darren wanted me to do uh, some uh, some some uh, advertising for him. So that was fantastic. Well, uh, you know, I, I've got to ask the question. Uh, it's it's just obvious, I think. I mean, you're a big game fisher. You're you're fishing with your dad. You're going to you know Mexico and different pl- uh, places to fish. Have you ever gone rhino hunting? <laughs> Are you no, big game but hunting? it's on my bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be right. <laughs> you need one of those mounted think... in the office, right? <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't know if you can shoot them but <laughs> yeah my, I, don't, I don't know either it's probably pretty protected these days uh, <laughs> darren crook listen my uh, friend thank you for giving us some time today oh uh, my pleasure great yeah. show guys thanks for uh let me be involved i appreciate it you bet man thanks for coming on i appreciate it. and that. we are gonna go there mark i told my dad that this last trip i told him mark cox wants to come here and he's like that'd be great would that be all right with him X, that's excellent you let me know and i'm i'm in i am in you know It'll be the second week of June. (laughs) We'll put you on the fish. All right, please do. You know exactly where to go. All right, Darren, we'll talk soon. I appreciate that, my friend. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a great holiday. You bet. You bet. And I'll just uh, finish off the plug there. 877-25-RHINO is the phone number for Rhino Shield. Every time I hear their jingle, I always I always picture like 1950s waitresses behind the counter. Tell them, ladies. Shield. You know, <laughs> I that's know. pretty cool. I know. Lo- love hearing those stories. Though. What, a, what a great adventure that is. Fantastic. Oh, man. All and right. It, it really is. It's about the fishing, but it's also about the memories, who you're making it with, too. That, that, just, that, you know, like you going out west with your family. I, I just think that's so cool. That's what it's all about. All right. I think that well, does it for us on this edition of Second Amendment Radio. Happy in the great birthday, outdoors. America. Happy birthday, America! Yep, and I hope we don't. I hope we're not calling you Stumpy by next week. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Fourth of July! Enjoy it. We'll uh, we'll see you around next weekend. See you, boys. Get more at ninety seven one talk dot com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.